just pray If some other love should rob me of my candy and cake That takes you back. WGN Radio. That's from 1950. Evelyn Knight's version of Candy and Cake got to number 20 on Billboard. Same time Mindy Carson had it on the charts and got to about number 14, so it was all the rage. But Candy never goes out of style, and when producer Tom suggested this topic... I was, frankly, unaware that there was a history, and I knew, obviously, some candy and Chicago were synonymous with all the manufacturing that happens here, but I had no idea that basically we're the the candy capital of the world. Uh, I also had no idea that there was such a title as Candy Historian, but Dr. Leslie Goddard holds it. She's a Ph.D., and I welcome her to WGN Radio, and the first question I got to ask is, now, your Ph.D. is not as candy historian is it <laughs> it's, it's not i wish i could say it were um no but it is but it is in american history so well, that's, that's uh, they good. go together right well now i was also hoping since you were interested in candy and you do have a phd that your dissertation was somehow edible what was it about <laughs> actually it was on women's history it oh. was on uh, the women's uh, suffrage movement oh. um, but it was all with the intention of going into working in museums and that's kind of what uh, pulled me to candy and that is interesting because normally we we think about candy as delectable and delightable but we don't think about museums dedicated to it but they actually exist they do actually and and it's kind of fascinating to me actually because it's one of those things that people start collecting you know they're they're candy wrappers when they're kids, one of those inexpensive things. And a lot of people get interested in collecting and in history through an early love of of candy. Um, I was working, actually, though, at a museum in uh, just north of Chicago and, and found out that these really famous candy figures had lived there. Milton J. Holloway of Milk Duds and mm-hmm. Otto Schnering, who invented Baby Ruth and Butterfinger. And um, and I got fascinated by how did these great candy people live in this town where I worked? And then suddenly started to realize it wasn't just that town. It was almost any town in the greater Chicago area. And of course, the city itself had great candy figures. And it just became this kind of hole that I fell into and got really, really fascinated by. And some of it makes sense from the standpoint of, in its essence, it's manufacturing, and certainly Chicago's well-tooled for that. And then, of course, we all know about mm-hmm. Wrigley's, who I don't think were planning to make gum, but they wound up uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, right. they wound up having a runaway bestseller. But I had no idea that we're talking about Tootsie Rolls and Brock's and Frango and, and Mars. Mars, I never, right. you know, I don't know where I would have thought Mars was, but not there. Uh, so. I know! <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's actually really remarkable. You know, it, there's a there was a for much of Chicago's history, about a third of all the candy manufactured in the United States was was coming out of Chicago. You know, you went to a candy counter in the 30s, 40s, 50s. One in three chance that whatever you bought was made or invented in Chicago. It's a, it's an incredible amount of history. Yeah. Well, I don't think there is a person alive who doesn't remember candy from their childhood and really mourns the passing of certain candy. It doesn't matter yes. what it is. Yes, exactly. And it's like, how did that go away as far as, uh, <laughs> as, far as that I goes? So, and there's actually a lot of interest right now in retro candy, and, and candy's 
companies that are able to find for you some of these vintage candies, um, because they are hard to find at regular outlets. But, you know, you can still find O. Henry bars in some places, and uh, uh, some of them are gone forever. Uh, do you remember Marathon, that wonderful sort of braided caramel thing? Yeah, sure. That one's gone, but there are similar ones that you can yeah. still find. Um, yeah. In fact, there's some companies that actually will put together for you a box of candies of the whatever, candies of the 50s, candies of the 60s, candies of the 70s. Like you said, it's kind of amazing, these powerful emotional memories wow. that candy can bring back. You know, for a lot of people, it's the first time they had a commercial interaction was buying candy and sure. seeing an old candy from the past can bring back incredible memories it's, it's kind of fascinating now i thought marathon was a mars product uh, the curly whirly or something the marathon bar. yes you're right exactly curly whirly is uh, cadbury today yeah but um yeah exactly it's but, a very very similar one so yeah. I, I couldn't uh, not not that i'd particularly want to but if i wanted to that means i can't go online and find the original marathon bar no oh. no you can't this you this can't. is a you loss know, this is a real yeah, loss. It is, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. It is. It wasn't it around is. that long, I guess. It, it supposedly, no. you know, was gone by the uh, by the eighties. Now, uh, one thing that I dislike more than they just go away because when they go away, I'll have to make peace with it. It's when they're still <laughs> there, but they've changed the formula. And, yes. And, yes. And this is this is just wrong. Uh, for instance, I always liked Smith Brothers cough drops. I have nothing to I have no idea if they help a cough, and I don't care. But I would eat them by the <laughs> dozens. And so I would when I'd buy them, I'd buy them like five hundred packs. No lie. Well, about a decade ago now, I bought my five hundred packs. I got it, and to my horror, they changed the formula. Oh, no! Yes, exactly. I I sold them on eBay. But I I had absolutely (laughs) no warning of this happening. And so uh, for those of us who think that we've uh, we've come across exactly what we want, how do we know what's the real deal other than ordering it? I know, I know. Really, it's very very hard to tell. Um, And, and, you know, very often it, it... Changes in candy reflect in a lot of ways changes in the world, right? You know, because companies are tweaking recipes. Profit margins in candy are not large. So tweaking any recipe, you know, doing whatever you can to maximize the profitability. But also um, changing tastes. There was a famous, Mars had a bar for a long time called Forever Yours. Yes. Just really good. It was vanilla nougat and caramel and dark chocolate. Mars pulled it from from the the lineup in boy when was it in the eighties I think or the late seventies anyway they tweaked the recipe and when they relaunched it it was now called Milky Way Dark and now no. it's what Milky Way Midnight Dark it's a good reflection of the fact that um, Americans are very very loyal to our favorite candy brands if you look at some of the you know the Biggest sellers. If you're talking about candies like M and M's, Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers. Oh my gosh! Now my mouth is watering. Yeah. Something like um, uh, about. I think it's the latest statistics I've got are that about two thirds of candies on the sort of commercial, you know, mainstream grocery store, drugstore, gas station candy bars have been around for seventy years or more. It's really difficult to get Americans to try something new. Um, you know, most of our favorite candies come from the 
20s, 30s, 40s. So when candy companies want to sort of launch something new or get you to try something new, they will often do them as spinoffs. Spinoffs are a huge trend in candy today. So they made this Forever Yours seem like a spinoff of a Milky Way. And um, it works, you know. We'll try. I'll try a Milky Way spinoff. Um, it's, it's really interesting, our, our psychology about candy. <laughs> well, well, it is. And, of course, when we, when we think of Mars, we think about, you know, your dime store candy. But, of course, their Ethel M brand, when you go to the mall and have some of that stuff, some of that's pretty uh, pretty intensely high dollar. But I yeah. uh, And really good. You know, worth it for a cream. Right. You know, you, you talk about an orange cream with milk chocolate or something. Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that, sure. that I want to eat. But I, <laughs> I understand that, uh, that Mars bars are now part of Ethel M's line in Mars. Yeah, now they always were connected. Um, uh, the Mars, the story of Mars candy is really fascinating, but um, essentially the Frank Mars, who was sort of the, the founder of the whole empire, um, his wife was named Ethel. And when their son, Forrest, who is uh, one of the great characters in American corporate history, when he came in, um, uh, I'm sorry, when he, when he eventually, le- he came in and rehauled the business, when he eventually left it to his sons, he wasn't happy with how his sons were running the business. So he launched Ethel M directly as a, um, a sort of high-end competition to uh, his son's company. It's an amazing story. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the Mars family is, is real. I mean, one of the greatest companies, you know, one of the largest privately held companies in the world today. And, uh, just fascinating. There's a wonderful mm. book called The Emperors of Chocolate wow. about uh, Hershey and Mars and their differing yeah. approaches. Well, I, yeah. I know Mars always gets re- noticed as the sixth largest privately held company in the United States. It's always on the Forbes list for that. And yeah. the, the yeah. thing that worried me, though, is when you look at it and you find out the, fra- the founders, okay, there's Franklin Clarence, there's Forrest, all that. And then you find the subsidiaries. Right. And okay, Wrigley, all right, they can assume Wrigley. That's, yeah. that's fine. But then I get to pet care and fish care and I get nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. This is just not right. You know, there's just no no line extension in that name. Hopefully they're not right. calling it Mars Pet Care. Right, right. But, you know, it's a really good example, I think, of how, I mean, the Mars company has done such a remarkable job of uh, maximizing profits at, at every turn. And, and it's a very different approach than you often see many, many candy businesses begin as family-run businesses that grow and slowly expand, but they tend to stay very focused, and that's what makes something like Mars so intriguing. It's it's actually less surprising that they would take on something like um, uh, Wrigley, um, and I think right. a lot of people don't even know that Wrigley today is a, is a subsidiary of Mars, um, but, it's, but it's actually within the candy industry... One of the big things, and this has had a huge effect on Chicago candy, is that consolidation has been such a major player in the last 20, 30 years. And a lot of major candy uh, brands have been purchased by the biggies, especially Hershey and Mars. So in Chicago, a number of companies have disappeared because their brands have been acquired by Hershey or Mars. So, for example, um, there was a great candy company called Leaf, which made uh-huh. Whoppers and, um, do you remember Rain Blow, the gum that you could blow bubbles and yeah, colors? Yeah. Uh, those Leaf 
candy company has disappeared, but the brands have remained. You know, right. you can still buy Whoppers because today they're made by Hershey. Um, so it, it's, you know, a number of our great, these great candy companies are no longer around, but thankfully we can still enjoy Whoppers oh, yeah. and but, Milk you know, Duds and that's sadly that's the story of business these days the consolidation mm-hmm. i don't care if it's banks or department stores or yeah. radio stations there's two of them basically and, yeah and true with candy <laughs> as as well there's mars and there's hershey and we're talking about all that and more in your favorites with dr leslie goddard who has a sweet job to say the least and uh, she her phd by the way is from northwestern and obviously she's a legitimate academic but she uh due to museum work knows more than anyone ever should about candy and she will explain to me next, see, I'll put her on the spot, exactly how Mars got divided into food processing and veterinary services. If they're not making Alpa, well, what is this? All right, your calls are welcome, 888-876-5593-8888, Raleigh on WGN Radio. Dr. Leslie Goddard, who is an author and candy historian, is joining us. And I assume the Mars connection to Chicago is because of the Wrigley acquisition, but... At what point did they decide, okay, we've got gum, we've got candy, we've got, now we need pet food? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it actually is the case that they, they came to Chicago pretty early on. The, the original invention of Milky Way was in Minneapolis, which right. is where Frank Mars was. They moved to Chicago in uh, 1929 in part because of the fact that their profits could soar, because Chicago, and this is the the big reason why Chicago became a candy center, is because uh, transportation costs were rock bottom. The, the transportation center of the nation in those days was in Chicago. So in some ways, it would make sense if you're going to be in a food commodity business and you've got the food transportation networks lined up, Moving into another line of uh, food is not that big a leap. Um, and in fact, Forrest Mars was such a character, uh, he was, he was insistent that there was a real similarity. He would have his employees, you know, you had to, you had to try out all of the products. So you're trying out the Sickers bars, you're trying out the Milky Way, and you have a little bit of Calcan dog food. No, 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 tell me, tell me, no. Oh, yes. No, tell me. <laughs> These are among the crazy stories you tell hear me, no. the now, Mars. I had heard, and of course, candy's one of those wonderful things that every city wants to claim. I had heard they went from Minneapolis to Bakersfield, California to make this stuff. So, uh, claiming... Uh, yes, they do. And, you know... The Mars Company, it's it's sprawling, um, yeah. and and I always have to say, you know, the the, the factory, the, the headquarters and factory in Chicago, um, which actually is still in operation, it's the oldest continuously operating uh, factory in Chicago. Um, it hasn't been the headquarters since the fifties, and now their headquarters are it's just outside Washington D.C. So it's a it's a sprawling, it's a behemoth. Um, I think today they have, ooh, last figure I had, they had about 15 uh, factories in, wow. in the United States. So yeah, I'm sure they've got them all, big. probably got them all over the world, too, because I, there's yeah. probably no country that doesn't have Mars. But I'm going to have to recover here from the idea that he made them taste the dog food. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that's something I know. There's a lot of history written about Mars, but uh, they, they, really, right, they right. need to highlight that because that's really a, li- 
a litmus test for worker loyalty. There's just, you know, I draw the line at that. So Dr. Dr. Leslie Garter is talking with us, and I bet there's a candy from your past that you just hunger for. Is it still around? Can you find it? I bet you Leslie will know off the top of her head. So 888-876-5593. That's 8888-RALEIGH. I found snow caps recently. Unfortunately, I found them in the dollar stores, which made me wonder. Oh, but I threw caution to the wind and ate them anyway. But what is it that you're yearning for? Tell me next on WGN Radio. Ah, candy. Yes, I know. Come on. You've laid awake at night and wondered what would really happen to you if you swallowed that fizzy's tablet without water. Yeah, you wondered what became of Lickamade and so much more. And the person who knows is Leslie Goddard, author and candy historian. And well, here come the floodgates. I knew this would do it. So uh, Tyrone and Galena, welcome to WGN Radio. Well, thank you for putting me on, Raleigh. Sure. Uh, Well, first of all, my favorite candy bar is the Zero Bar. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely number one, in my opinion. And whatever became of just the plain old, uh, good old-fashioned Mars bar. Ah, good, good, good questions. Uh, Zero Bar, which I believe is still being made. It was out of uh, Minneapolis. It was uh, Hollywood Brands. Um, And it was one of those candy bars that came about in... the uh, just right after World War I, sometime right around 1920. Um, it became, I know that it became part of Leaf. I think the Zero Bar is still being made. Oh, I mm. think it's being made by Hershey, but it's hard to find. Yeah. They don't they don't stock it. You have to go somewhere special. Um, and But you're in better standing as far as the Mars Bar. In the United States, when they pulled it from the market, they tweaked the recipe, and you know what they relaunched it as? Milky Way no. with... Almonds. Yeah. It's not the same. Milky Way with almonds. No, that's heresy. That's just, I know, Tyrone, you agree with me. That's just wrong. Yeah, you're yeah, telling me yeah. that the that the zero bar goes all the way back to World War One. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think I think it was launched right right after the war, 1920, yeah. something like that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it, it was Hollywood Brands, and uh, then uh, uh, they were making it in Centralia. And I think it wound up becoming part of Sarah Lee for a minute, and then Hershey's when they took over Leaf got it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. For those of you listening who don't know it, Zero Bar, which is fabulous, I oh, agree. Yeah. It's got it was like nougat and caramel covered in white chocolate. Yes. And there's not a lot of candy bars with uh, white chocolate coating. Mm-mm. No, no, no. It was mm. it was diabetes yeah. on a stick. I mean, this stuff was so <laughs> sweet. Yeah, but yes, it was just lovely. Good memory, Tyrone. Thank you for calling. I've got uh, one more candy here, if you don't mind. Sure. Um. What were these things called? They were like, um, sometimes they came in a can, and they were like little gold pillows, and they were like butterscotch and toffee and peanuts and little gold pillows, like, and I just loved oh, them. Yeah, Do you like, have a like name for those? The heart candy? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, boy, that is a, that's a good one. That is a really good one. You know, there were a number of companies that made that kind of candy. And, and that's actually, it's a good point historically. There's a lot of candies that, like, a lot of people made them, but then one company signed it. For example, Jawbreakers, you know, the little, the little 
why, why you'd want to break your jaw in a candy, right? But a lot of companies made them, and Ferrara, which became the most famous maker of them, rebranded them as Job Busters. So it's a similar thing when you're talking about those kind of um, filled kind of hard candies. Um, boy, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. If anyone's out there that's got the goods uh, yeah. on that one. Yeah, but I, th- I think if you, if you go to Google, the dreaded Google, and search, you will see pictures. And I'm looking at the little gold pillows as I speak. Now, of course, this darn picture doesn't tell me what they are. But uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I bet if you look hard enough, you'll see them. Now, whether you'll ever find them again, they might have been you know, stopping yeah. stop and make years ago. But, yeah, I know what that's like. Well, let us know if you figure it out, Tyrone. Yep, well, I'll tell you what, if you ever call your cable company and talk to an operator, they sound like they got a mouthful of jawbreakers, because you can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> yes. well, well, right, but they would have to be foreign jawbreakers. Thanks for calling. That's right. Okay. Right, right. Appreciate that. Yes, Donna in Oak Lawn, welcome to WGN Radio. Hi, Raleigh. Hey, Donna. Uh, first off, I remember nickel candy bars. Of course. Uh, from the yeah. 50s. Of course. And, yeah. And, uh... One of the ones that was my favorite was a, it was, had fudge on the bottom, marshmallow, uh, nuts sprinkled on top, and it was coated in dark chocolate. I think it was called a Gee Whiz bar. Uh, I hadn't been able to find those since the 1950s. Uh, but then mm-hmm. after that, I got hooked on Halva. Oh. Well, every time I went to the deli with my dad, I'd either yeah. beg him to buy me pickles or Halva bars. They also were nickel. <laughs> That's that's so funny you mentioned that, because I had no idea what that was, and I had a neighbor many years ago, Alex Rudutsky. He was the nicest guy, had two young daughters, and it turned out that he owned Joya Halva, and, you know, uh-huh. as I used to go, and I mean, he had more money uh-huh. than God, but I had no idea what this was, and he brought it to me once, and I said, this is not half bad. So, uh, but <laughs> I, I think... I think it's uh, actually a... a- yeah. Very ancient kind of candy, you know, yeah. some of the earliest ones. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. the, the joy of uh, I haven't been whiz. able to find anymore. Well, I used to be able to I Google know. it and find it from New York. Uh, right. No more. Well, his his daughter Rachel died. Miriam is still alive, and I think the son was running it. Last I knew, but my information is mm-hmm. ancient. So uh, yeah, mm. but but he was just he was a, he was a uh, in the days when there weren't too many dads who were single parents. He was, and he would take those two daughters out, and he was just he was just a prince, a nice guy. Aww. And and then I remember buying. Uh, we both had uh, butterscotch. They were Keeler butterscotch, and they were gold-wrapped. And it was a hard butterscotch yeah. that was just buttery and, and, and rich and impossible to find nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember when department love. stores always had those great candy counters. I oh, remember yeah. the Weebolts one. Yeah. And then you'd get that smell through the whole store uh, while you're shopping, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, the other thing is Ferrara still exists, and I think they're still independent and owned by Ferrara because you can buy their candies at the bakery in uh, the medical district in Chicago. Um, yeah. And their outlet store is a little bit west of Harlem Avenue, and you can yes. still smell the lemon heads in the morning. It is yes. just hypnotic. You know, I do. It, it really you can still is. get it's lemon heads, and I know you can still get... Uh, um, oh golly, the Red Hots. Yeah. Yes, Red Hot Atomic Fireballs. Oh yes, they yeah. still have those too. Well, yeah. So it's possible you still get jawbreakers. Such a 
I think you yes, I can yes. I think you can still get Joiva. I just looked it up while we were talking and an article from 2 years ago has uh, has Richard uh, who was Alex's son uh still running it. It started by Nathan Radutsky uh, who came from Kiev in 1907, but they're still in the Williamsburg section of Brooklyn. So you might want to uh, you might want to research it Donna and it's Radutsky R A D U T Z K Y and uh, Thank you. I, sure. I will. Sure, and if you, I, I used to get uh, the the vanilla chocolate coated bars, and of course they were a nickel back then, yeah. and just uh, yeah. love them. And uh, the last time I ended up uh, finding them in an Arab market and I bought it by a five pound block, yeah. and it was not the same. <laughs> and it's you know, funny. There's them. such a it's such an impact of immigrants on the history of candy. Yes. It's, a, you know, it's a perfect example. You know, that, that very taste coming from the Middle East comes to the United States, and, and you know, we pick up a lot of our, our flavors through that kind of assimilation. And very similar thing with Ferrara. You know, Salvatore Ferrara came from Italy, brought this experience in panning, and uh, happily for all of us, introduced pans, nuts, and other pan candies. Um, you forget that immigration had such a huge impact oh, on, on the candy business. But it well, I think the crossover yeah. is important, to, uh, too. The mm-hmm. uh, Radotsky yeah. is uh, Russian, and uh, yeah. you can mm-hmm. find uh, Halva now in some Grecian right. markets in a huge block yeah. and in, in Arab yeah. Uh, yeah. markets. But nowhere near any any uh, delis that that I know of. Well, delis are yeah. so different now, anyway. <laughs> but uh, all right, <laughs> yeah, Donna, thank you so much. Thanks for calling. You I appreciate care. it. You know, it makes sense that it would be immigrants and especially ethnic immigrants because many of them, when they get to this country, were not necessarily going to be hired for corporate jobs and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, candy candy was an inexpensive business. Absolutely, you know? get that's a good I mean. recipe yeah. and a couple kettles and you're you're good to go even names like brock's used to have advertisements and underneath the logo it say ask for b-r-o-x because to a lot of americans a german name like brock was was hard to uh, pronounce Right. Another good Chicago uh, candy company. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, but you read the history, like you say, like Mars here. The- Which block yeah. and in, in Arab yeah. Uh, yeah. markets, but nowhere near any any uh, delis that, that I know of. Well, delis are yeah. so different now anyway. <laughs> but uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, Donna, Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. You I appreciate care. it. You know, it makes sense that it would be immigrants, and especially ethnic immigrants, because many of them, when they get to this country, were not necessarily going to be hired for corporate jobs and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, candy, candy was an inexpensive business. Absolutely, you know? get a good I mean. recipe yeah. and a couple kettles, and you're you're good to go. Even names like Brock's used to have advertisements, and underneath the logo, it say "Ask for B R O X," because right. to a lot of Americans, a German name like Brock was was hard to uh, pronounce. Right. Another good Chicago uh, candy company. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, but you read the history, like you say, like Mars here, they're saying, well, my mom taught me how to dip chocolate, and that's that's literally what it was. Mm-hmm. They were small family businesses, yeah. and it was perfect uh, for individuals who came here, were looking for something to do, no capital, and uh, no one interested, and maybe they didn't speak the language, and boy, did we ever benefit. We've got Brian and Cicero. Welcome to WGN Hi, Radio. Raleigh. Hey, Brian. Hi, Raleigh. Hi. How are you? I was a messenger downtown. I remember the old Slowpoke Black Cow building that used to be at 300 West Ontario. 
It oh, was yeah. across yeah. the street from Pepper Construction. I mean, across the alley from Pepper Construction. The building was torn down in 95 when I was in Albuquerque. And uh, you could see Slowpoke and Black Cow written on the side of the building if you were at Orleans facing east. And they tore it down in 95. Wow. But um, I was, there's a parking lot there today. I was going to ask, where can you find Wayne Bunn? Remember those maple ones? Remember how good those were? Yes. Remember oh, maple so vanilla good. chocolate? Actually, Remember those Wayne Buns? Yeah. Yes. Where can you I get do. those now? They're not that. They're actually not that hard to find. I believe the Vermont Country Store has them, and I okay. think if you go to some of the Cracker Barrel um, places, oh. but there's also some retro candy stores yeah. in Chicago that have them. Um, I think okay. I've, I've seen them at the one. There's a place on Navy Pier. Um, retro candy stores are becoming a, a big thing in the, just in the last ten, twenty years. Um, in fact, if you go on Google and Google, you know. Retro candy. Did you ever go to uh, Stuckey's? Stuckey's. You remember the candy store in the front of the Stuckey's, and then they oh, had those Pearson's nut rolls, that salted nut roll, that long oh, thing yeah. that was red. It was like a foot long and it was red. Yep. Man, were those good. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's so typically Georgia. Yes, yeah, Stuckey's everywhere. You betcha. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for it's calling. It's funny how Brian. a certain regional Thank things are like that really oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and when they first were building the interstate system and I decided to drive all of it, there wasn't that much to drive. There was literally a Stuckey's every 25 miles. It was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. We've got Rich in Indiana. Welcome to WGN Radio. Hey, Raleigh. I talked to you once before when you were on with Nick on the old Nick DeGilio show, but uh, well, hearing calling. you guys talk about Ferrera Pan, yeah. they just built a huge factory over in DeKalb, Illinois. And they're supposed to be employing like five to six hundred people. Wow! Yeah, that's so, great. So they're Ferrara's still in gone business. Some amazing changes in the last couple of years, and and they are emerging as one of the biggest, uh, you know, domestic candy companies yeah. um, today. They they recently merged with um, uh, Farley's and Sather's, and Brock's has come under their control. Um, they've uh, they're a really good example of a, a company that's that knows how to expand in these times. Yeah. And people love them. You betcha. All right, Rich, you call me again. And, Thank and you. And your, yeah. your last caller, you can get the buns in all three flavors at Farm and Fleet stores. Oh, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. All right, all right Rich, thanks. <laughs> all right, we'll get, to, uh, we'll get to Mark and Aurora, James on the south side. Absolutely, there's room for you. We're talking to Dr. Leslie Goddard, who is an authority, authority, a candy historian, no doubt. And, yes, there are candy museums. And uh, I'm sure that you've got a memory or two you'd like to share. So 888-876-5593 is 8888-RALEIGH on WGN Radio. We are talking candy, and we're doing that with Dr. Leslie Goddard. Author and candy historian, and I knew this would be the floodgates. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Goddard just knew it. Mark in Aurora, welcome back to WGN Radio. My most nostalgic candy bar is Coffee Crisp, and there's currently a Halloween version available of that called Coffin Crisp. But anyway, that aside. Um, <laughs> I first discovered it in the 60s when I was growing up in western New York State, and it was coming over the border from Canada, and at that time it was distributed by the Roundtree Company, and the wrapper was real nice because it was translucent plastic with foil underneath, and that gave the wrapper 
kind of a golden metallic look. It was just great. And presently, the wrapper is just yellow plastic. But I, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like you to answer two questions if you could. One would be, why did it suddenly stop coming over the border from uh, about 1969 or 70 onward? And then secondly, when it changed to Nestle from Roundtree, did they also change the recipe? Now, I I make my coffee, you know, my cup of coffee pretty strong, and maybe I'm tasting Coffee Crisp as sweeter because I make my coffee so strong, but I seem to remember that in the 60s, Coffee Crisp had more of a bittersweet flavor, like real coffee. What do you mm, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, and this is one of those interesting candy bars. That, that, you know, it comes from Britain, which has a, a different candy tradition than the United States, obviously, um, but also tends to have a stronger connection with um, Canada. So many Canadian favorite candies are um, originated in the U.K., and that's the case with, um, with Coffee Crisp. Coffee Crisp has gone through, and it's got some, you know, it, it ugh, boy, and I'm digging back into my memory here. I believe the change happened because it was it was a switch over to Nestle's. Um, that might have been when suddenly it became more difficult to find in '69. Although, don't hold me to that. Um, but it is absolutely true that they tweak the recipes. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I don't know the specifics for for coffee crisp, but very often they will say. Oh, it's the same, you know, it's the same basic formula. No. We're just tweaking it. Um, and and they will swear up and down that it doesn't change the taste of it. But people who really know and really love these candies, they can taste the difference. Um, I remember when um, Fannie Mae candies were in the Midwest, when they moved their production um, to Ohio, they said, oh, it's all the same recipes, same, and they even said same ingredients, but yeah. you could taste the difference. Um, so I believe that was the change of it. But, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I remember a lot of candy bars used to come with that translucent yeah. wrapping, not the foil underneath for all of them, but that that translucent wrapping was really classic Chicago, I'm sorry, um, uh, candy wrapping. Most of them over the decades switched to plastic. Um, but, boy, there's something about that original that's both nostalgic and um, uh, yeah. a real marker of the, the you know, classic part of, of our history. Oh, it looked sure. wonderful because the, back, the background was golden and the letters were red yeah. and you could see this metallic shine through it and it just looked so wonderful back then yeah mm-hmm. and, and you, how interesting to be flavored like coffee right right and you look yeah. at the more modern yeah. varieties of it when they brought out coffee crisp yogurt when they even have those words together you know they changed formulas you know that's just <laughs> right. complete heresy <laughs> yogurt should not be in the equation yeah exactly and now and you, these, when you get it varieties, on, um Nationally, if you go to Japan, where Kit Kat is a big thing, and they'll have all kinds of, you know, matcha flavored Kit Kat, and um, it's amazing. Companies are very keyed into uh, variations and local variations, and, and again, constantly throwing out spinoffs to yeah. see what's gonna what's gonna hit. Yeah, I. And I, nowadays, when you get Coffee Crisp on eBay, you're getting it from either Michigan or Montreal. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Mark. I appreciate it. All right. So, you know, it's it's interesting when you mention local tastes or a company is catering to them. And it's so true. And when I discovered that that the German favorite was orange Coca-Cola, I thought that answered so many questions. Great example. Yeah, exactly. And, and Coca-Cola is one of those examples where they swear they, they didn't change things, that they went back to the original formula. No, you did not go back to the original formula. We, right. know, we know that from Mexican Coke, which still has sugar in it for the moment, at least the stuff they bring us. But, uh, right. you know, our, our taste buds have not uh, not failed us. This is, uh, right. these are changes. So uh, I'm so glad you joined us. Now, is there a museum? I know there's one in Wisconsin, but there is a Chicago area museum for candy there there really isn't um and and it kind of reflects the fact that that chicago well i mean there there are archives for some of the individual companies and you can certainly visit um uh, uh candy stores that will give you a lot of the history behind these um yeah. I think there's a store called candyality but you know it reflects the fact that i think a lot of candy history because candy is fun and nostalgic, it doesn't always get taken seriously as part of history. You know, you think of Chicago history and you think of, yeah, you know, no. the well, stockyards right. and Pullman cars and wheat and... Um, no, this um, is... Uh, this but I is think people forget. It's, it's de- serious deadly serious. Yes, yes, this is deadly yeah. serious. I think it's a topic that yeah, needs to yeah. be explored even more thoroughly, and I, I think that we need to do some edible investigation, and I'm sure that we will uh, be joined, hopefully, by <laughs> you, Dr. Goddard, again. Thanks for spending an hour with us on WGN. Uh-oh. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, open lines next, right here on WGN Radio.